0: Come on down to your local Mercedes dealer. Mercedes-Benz dealer for our year-end celebration. Deals on these luxury automobiles are hot, but they won't last long. The 2023 4 S500 sedan for only $1,619 a month. $11,033 do its signing. The 2024 20, GLS 454 Matic SUV for only $1,219 a month. $8,213 Duet signing.
1: Mercedes-Benz e class
0: S-Class, E-Class, we have them all. The price is so low, you can buy one for your gardener. But you but better act fast, or these the deals will be gone. Be gone.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Elijah Saves the Universe, the podcast where we waste time talking about random things while trying to determine if the universe is a simulation run by some guy in a basement. I'm Eve.
0: And I'm Adam.
1: And what are we talking about today, Adam?
0: Well, we have our first uh, text or communication from a listener. So that's exciting. Yeah, this is a friend of mine. (laughs) She wants to know if uh, aliens have discovered earth come here and decided it's not worth the trouble to introduce themselves that was wow that was her question like okay so uh how do we figure that out
1: that's that's i mean that's if aliens have come i believe that that's what they would do they would be like hmm, not worth it pass <laughs> and just leave
0: yeah well <laughs> but i think um this raises a lot of questions i also had a very interesting uh, conversation with my younger daughter um, after she listened to the first episode, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we talked about consciousness and uh, perception and all sorts of things, and it was really um, it was really fun to talk to her um, about. All this stuff that I, you know, I I didn't really know if she would grasp the concepts like she did, and she did a really good job, and like it was a really interesting conversation. So I thought we'd talk about all those things today.
1: All right, I'm I'm excited to discuss them because yeah, I didn't I didn't know what we were talking about today, so it's fun to
0: yeah. So this is going to be <laughs> a surprise for you as well as the listeners. Um, but yeah, the first one was uh, consciousness and ego death and what it means to be alive. Because if the universe is a simulation, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about because, I don't know, like, you get so stuck in being this little bag of meat here walking around with this, like, brain thinking things. And you think about, like, your past and your future, but not necessarily, like, does any of it matter? And am I real? I mean, I yeah don't
0: know. <laughs> and, and is if any if it is a simulation what does real mean does real mean the base level where it is not simulated and what's the fundamental difference there between a simulation and reality and we really we've never really talked about that
1: no i mean we we watched that there was a black mirror episode where it's like this is this is base universe two or whatever yeah, yeah and And after it was like, whoa, there's all these like conscious beings in all the different levels. And like, how, how much do those matter?
0: Yeah. There is a great TED talk about consciousness and emergent consciousness. And um, the guy says, like, he doesn't believe that the universe is as we see it, which is a very safe assumption, right? Because it's not. We know that. Um, I can feel things, but I never really have touched anything. It's really just magnets, right? Yeah, It's just atoms repelling each other or like these four forces that we know about and our brain interpreting that. So if you change the way your brain interprets things, if you've ever been sick, like we have in the past two weeks,
1: so
0: <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> the world looks, smells, tastes a little different. And uh, one of the things that I talked about with my daughter was like, she always wanted to know. Do we all see the same colors? Yeah. Like we know that I can say this is blue and you can say this is blue, but are we actually actually seeing seeing, the same thing? And I always think that's fascinating. Like, what if in early stage development you kind of you kind of get this? Well, this is what I think of as green, and to me it looks this way, but you could have a completely different like shade uh, uh, that you actually are interpreting in your head right and we would never know there's no way to tell
1: right and and um i mean we've talked about it before but i know somebody who has uh what's the one where you can't see pictures in your head
0: i don't know the name but you can't well, i can describe this where you can like when they say picture yourself on a beach so most of us can close our eyes and kind of like a movie imagine what that would look like
1: right and then yeah somebody i know could can't do that. They there's just their brain doesn't work like that. They understand they can close their eyes and think about all the things about a beach, but they're not actually like seeing a beach in their head. And they thought everybody was just saying that metaphorically for like yeah. twenty years. Every time they talked to people and they were like, "Picture this." He's like, "Okay, you just mean think of this like that because we use words metaphorically all the time." Right. And then it's like, <laughs> and as an adult, he was like, "Oh." You actually picture things in your head. I didn't even know that existed, which yeah. is just crazy that, like, you can do decades and not understand that somebody else is using words in a way that you don't understand.
0: Right. Yeah. And when you dive into it, when you actually talk to people, and get re- I don't know if most people talk about this and really get to know somebody, but if you ask somebody, how do you think, it's yeah. what they will tell you is usually really fascinating. And, and really, a lot of times very odd, like I had no idea people thought that way.
1: I mean, we've talked about that, how I I think in words. So I constantly have running language in my head, like I'm basically talking to myself most of the time. And when I think things, I think them in words, and you more think in like feelings and, and like images, right? I
0: wouldn't say feelings or images. It's mostly that there's not, there's more of an abstract thought that it's like i i I can think of something um but i can't put words to it i can't um create an image of it it's just an ab it's purely abstract until i can convert it in my head to something i could say or describe to you and that's weird it's like okay it's kind of like when i know the song it's on the tip of my tongue but i can't get there right most of my thought is that song that i can't remember and so it, it almost feels like I'm channeling something deeper than than language or images.
1: Yeah. So I wonder if like our ability to consider things and think about stuff is, is different because maybe I'm, I'm a little more hampered by the use of language. I don't know. It's really interesting to consider.
0: Right. And uh, you, you think uh, you've told me that that impacts your personality. You think it's like I've got this running monologue all the time. It's just whether I'm saying it out loud or not.
1: There are plenty of times where I've been like, I don't know if I've said this to you out loud because I've said it so many times in my head, like while laying there trying to sleep that I'm like, we might have had that conversation or I could have just had that conversation on repeat with myself and then having a conversation about having the conversation on repeat in my head until I'm like, this is really unnecessary. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So that's just one of the ways that people can experience the world completely differently. And yeah. when you think about okay, well, you might be seeing colors like you might see blue when I see red, but we call it the same thing. And what a different world that might be,
1: right? There's no way to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting.
0: So that's just one aspect of all this. Like, what is consciousness? What is an alien? Like, would it is an alien something that is like looks human almost, but they have green skin, <laughs> or you know, the, the, the pointy head, head. <laughs> right? or You know, could an alien be something that we wouldn't recognize as a conscious being, but is? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that to me is a fascinating idea. And that trying to define what an alien who's not us, but is conscious, but we wouldn't recognize it, that there are so many thought experiments and TV shows that are kind of helpful getting there. Like you mentioned, Black Mirror and a simulated universe within a simulated universe, kind of infinity of them. Like, okay, so there's every simulated universe has its own simulated universe, like all the way down. Right. So that just, it's kind of like standing between two mirrors (laughs) and you see this infinite number of you. Yeah. And that, um, that's always a cool idea to me, like a concept of infinity. And one of the things I talked about with my daughter was if the universe is infinite and there. There are many ways for an inf- a universe to be infinite. It could be infinite in space-time. Like, mm-hmm. I could travel in one direction and never hit an end. And if the universe is infinite in that way, then it's improbable that at some point I would bump into a universe or a part of the universe that is exactly like this one. But on an infinite scale, it's not improbable anymore. It's improbable, but definitely going to happen right right and the concept of infinity and improbability it's like improbability is it's only improbable when you limit the scope yeah and so if the universe is infinite and i say okay i'm gonna travel until i hit another earth that's exactly like this one you can do that there exists somewhere an earth with another one of you and another one of me doing this exact thing If the universe is infinite. And that's crazy to think about. Or if the universe is infinite in time, let's say it's not, it's, it's a closed system, but it's only 13 billion light years wide, but it's a cycle where it's like, okay, there's a big bang and boom, it expands. And then at some point it's like, okay, we're done expanding, but we're going to contract and it contracts. And then there's another big bang. And this thing happens over and over. It could happen over and over an infinite number of times. And every time is different. But if it's doing that forever, then at some point this is going this to happen again. This is going
1: to happen again. Yeah.
0: So essentially we've got these two concepts of infinity where I can maybe just go far enough away and experience Earth exactly as it is. Yeah. A, a, and in a separate place. Or if we just wait long enough, this is all going to happen, happen again. again. Yeah. And that's just fascinating, especially when you think you're, about your own ego.
1: Yeah. Like, who am I? and why I'm here and
0: right. Like I think a fundamental psychological thing that every conscious being that's conscious at a human level, at least has to confront is your own death and fear of your own death. And uh, like there is some point where I won't exist anymore.
1: Yeah. And that can be really scary. Like I, I think about that and it, it's like, Oh no.
0: (laughs) Right. A lot of people don't even want to think about that, but it's also interesting if you think about, okay, do you know how it was before you were born?
1: Yeah, like, is I guess. that
0: scary and like not you didn't exist before you were born and you won't exist again unless you believe you do I mean the there there are religions where there's some afterlife I don't necessarily believe that, but it you, there are even just thinking about those two concepts of infinity, there might be an infinite I might do this an infinite number of times like as Adam. As a person that looks exactly as, and feels and thinks and does ex- everything exactly the same as I am. And whether that gives you any comfort, I think is kind of, it's an interesting question.
1: I mean, it, it really is. Uh, yeah, for some reason, that doesn't really give me any comfort. I guess my fear of death is the fear of the moment before death where you're like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And then it's over. And, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I, I guess the feeling of like, that's probably, that's someone else, even though it, it's me. It, it's, it's wild to think about. I don't know.
0: So, yeah, the, um, the traditional thought experiment for this is um, something akin to a Star Trek transporter. I've watched the show a little bit to know, like, they can beam people around. And I've seen some of the movies that I've enjoyed. But I'm not into, like, the whole Star Trek geekery of this is how it works. Except as a philosophical experiment where the idea is that there's this machine that can replicate you exactly. So if I am in Seattle and I want to travel to Paris, I step into this machine, it measures everything about me, it sends all that information over the internet to Paris, and another machine there recreates my physical being exactly and then destroys the original And my experience of this is I step into a machine and instantaneously nothing happens. And I walk out of the machine and I'm in Paris. And I think most people, if you said, hey, we've got this new travel, it's super cheap. You can go anywhere in the world or anywhere in the universe. Um, All you have to do is step into this machine and you'll step out. None the wiser. That seems like something people would be like, sure, sign me up. Let's do that.
1: Um, Yeah, actually, I have. So I've watched a decent amount of Star Trek, like the next generation, like I was really into Commander Riker for a while. So (laughs) I've watched a few episodes. And and this, it does come up a few different times about the transporter, like, people get, you know, destroyed, but don't show up at the other place. And it's like, oh, they were basically just murdered, because somebody messed with the transporter and didn't allow them to be recreated in the other place.
0: Right. And so a lot of philosophy classes you take would, would discuss this and say, all right, would you do the transporter? Most people are, feel pretty comfortable. As long as it's guaranteed to work, That, that that's fine. There's not, not going to be any mess ups. And then you say, okay, well, what if it's guaranteed to work, but here's how it works. We're going to destroy you, but we only after we know what the information is. And then two days later, you're going to wake up in Paris. And so mm-hmm. there's a delay, right? Uh, yeah. And It's like, okay, so the, you stop existing, except for the information about you. And two days later, you're in Paris. And it's like, okay, that's way more comfortable than a long plane ride. Like, does that bother you now?
1: Yeah, because I mean, you're like saying, okay, so I have died for two days, basically, and then come back to life. But you don't experience it. Is that okay? Right. Right.
0: It's like, okay, well, now, now you have to think about it. And then the, the next step is, okay, let's say we do this. We save your information. We recreate you in Paris, but, but somebody forgets to destroy the original. And now there are two of you.
1: And that does happen in a, in a, the next generation, a TNG. Yeah. 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 Commander Riker, um, was like trying to get out of some place with like a big storm or something. And, uh, he gets out, but there's also a version of him that's left behind. And so then they meet, and it's like, oh, the, the last five years, they've been living separate lives. Ah. But they started from the same point. It, it, yeah, it's really interesting, and they talk about that.
0: Well, that is that is very interesting, because then, then you've diverged, right? Then who is you is, mm-hmm. is kind of a, a meaningless question at that point. I, I think people would say, okay, which one is the real you? Right. And some people would say, okay, it's the one that has this physical continuity where I, the, the being that stepped into the transporter, a, mm-hmm. um, the source transporter, that's the real you. And then the copy is not, and you have to kind of reconcile that with, okay, is it the real you if you were, if all of this worked as planned and there and was then, only one copy?
1: Right. And the one, the, the original source got destroyed, Right. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: And my answer to this personally is that the uh, the question itself is this the real you is essentially meaningless. Because what makes you you is this continuity of thought and this kind of desire to keep um to keep going. So it's your ego. Like why do I care that when I go to sleep I'm going to wake up the next day? If yes. I just stopped existing in my sleep, which is I think what most people and <laughs> their preferred <laughs> yeah. method of death. Right. Um, would I care and would it matter? And having experiences of being put under for surgery. Yeah. That's fascinating. That really calls a lot of this into question for me. It's like, all right, I'm going to get put under. I might not wake up from this, right? Surgeries go wrong. It's so it's a little scary. Yeah. But my experience of it has been I get put under and then immediately wake up without any concept of time passing and hours have passed and it's very disconcerting in a way that going like taking a nap is not because i think when you're sleeping there's still this concept that time has passed and when you're um, anesthetized there's not and it occurred to me after the first time i had surgery for, uh, for a torn acl yeah. like years could have passed and i would be none the wiser
1: right it's just it's the same it's instantaneous so it's the same as closing your eyes basically and
0: so if you're about to die and at the end of your life someone said i can reincarnate you exactly as you and you'll be a baby again you just won't remember this life would that make you feel better
1: i mean yeah but i understand that it like shouldn't like it is if you don't remember anything then what's the what's the point
0: right but it does it does make you feel better it It, it does yeah. yeah
1: i'd be like yes sign me up please
0: yeah. But, but it's illogical, right? That, mm-hmm. that you would, that, that might be what happens. As soon as you die, you start over. And when you think about infinite universes, that is exactly what happens. As soon as you die, you experience nothing, but there will be a new atom trillions of years from now, exactly the same who is just doesn't remember that first time.
1: All right. So they 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 do like um cryonic freezing and stuff and I looked into that for a little while because yeah, I really don't want to die. <laughs> it's like particularly. Um and as I was looking into it, it's the idea is basically let you 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 know, you go to sleep and then you wake up as a machine at some point once they've figured that out because they cryonically like freeze your brain and then they make you alive later, once we've gotten the technology. And when you're talking about this, thinking like, if they said, okay, well, we know that we'll have the technology to make you alive, but you won't have any of your memories or anything. It'll be your brain, but not your memory. So it'll be you, but you don't, you're basically a baby and starting fresh. Do you want to do that? I'd still be like, yeah, let's do that.
0: Right. And if, if someone said, okay, you've got the option, I can kill you or erase your memory. And then you just start from scratch. You won't know anything. You'll have to relearn everything. I'm 99% certain that most people wouldn't be like, ah, eh, it doesn't really matter. Do either.
1: Right. No, you're like, yes, please. Like, let's, let's keep this going, even though it's not keeping it going at right. all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, so what are you attached to?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Cause like logically I understand <laughs> it's not me. Right. If I don't have my memories and my like continuous life all behind me.
0: So I, I think the answer is we are attached to that continuity. We are attached to the idea that our consciousness has existed and will continue to exist in this way. And a very good reason why we would be attached to that is evolution. Yeah. If you think about evolution as a why does something happen? it it's It's almost there's no why. It's just this happens because it's important for the survival of this particular species. Yeah. And if for a conscious species that is self aware, um, the survival is important on me valuing my continuity. And I'm going to, I think we value our own continuity, um, except for extremely empathic people who the jump on the grenade type of people. We right. value our own self. More than anything in the world.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? I care about other people a lot, but.
0: And it's that's not to say like, okay, I wouldn't sacrifice myself for my kids or something like right. that. But that would be difficult. It's not like, oh, no, this is obviously the easy choice. Like, that's why it's so remarkable that someone would do that and that we give people awards for doing, for jumping on grenades. Right. But if you think about, like, why why is it that this is so important to me? The why might just be because it is. And if it weren't important to you, you wouldn't exist. Our species wouldn't exist in the first place.
1: So this, I, this might be a, a tangent, but it makes me think of it. Um, so when people talk about, like, an afterlife where you continue and you are still your own consciousness in an afterlife, I think about those people who have gone through... Full personality changes in their lives, like people with dementia or people who have some kind of an accident where it like damages part of their brain or anything like that. Like the Phineas Gage guy, you know what I'm talking about?
0: Did he have that the rod through his brain? Yeah,
1: a rod shoved through his brain like in an accident because of dynamite. And then his whole personality changed. He became like a big hothead and like a, a fully different human being, basically, because his brain just didn't work the same anymore. And... I've always been very interested in the idea of, like, okay, if you believe in an afterlife where your consciousness, where you are still existing as you, which you is it? Because, I mean, I'm different from who I was at 16, and nothing's even really happened to me. Some people have gone through such significant changes, like, you know, people with dementia and stuff, where people, where their children say they're not the same person. Right, right.
0: I I knew a girl um, when I was in elementary school, and she had, I think, been in an accident or something where she had amnesia at like eight. Oh wow! Which is uh, that must be really that's crazy for the parents too. It's it's kind of like you 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 still have your child, but they have to relearn everything
1: about you. Then they've got no idea. So it's
0: and I remember hearing about this and thinking, wow, it's it's really like you're on life number two. Right. That must be very very difficult although i think about i don't remember anything before i was 2 years old like my earliest memories are very specific i have very specific memories of when i was 2 or 3 years old and a lot of them are like painful like i sat on a a pin
1: right and i remember
0: like ah that was the worst thing that had happened to me at that point and it was very painful and i remember where i was when that happened and then i remember specific things about being excited or laughing really hard. So and a very emotional, yeah, like, highlight kind of memories I have from that age. But if you were to ask me what happened, like, let, let's go Day-to-day. through your life um, from one to four. <laughs> right. Even, you know, five years old to kindergarten, I don't remember any of that. So there's kind of an amnesia, a slow amnesia for that, too, where it's like, okay, I'm attached to the continuity of my consciousness now, but... I'm already losing it.
1: And there's plenty of things that you don't remember. Like how many experiences has somebody else reminded you of and been like, I don't even remember that happening. But I believe you because you clearly know I-, I have no memory of that situation and being like, okay, so a version of me did that thing that this person's talking about. But this version of me doesn't even know that happened. And, and, and I can recall zero of it. it it's weird to think about
0: it's weird for me getting older because i've always had a very good memory and i could recall specific like this is the sun was shining the sky was blue um the cartoon i liked was on page 356 on the bottom right yeah. you know i got um so that kind of thing I've, I've always been really good at but the older i get it's like yeah i don't was that 2012 that that song came out or 2003 like I, I i can't remember and it it all kind of blurs together
1: well, and there's also the idea of, like, false memories. Like, I I have had several instances where I really believed that this is the way it, this thing happened, and I know that we went and bought that at Walmart on that day, and I have all of this idea— and then we actually like look up the receipt <laughs> and the information right. somehow because it's like, no, this is a, this for some reason this really matters as to like whether it was from Walmart or Target. And I'm like, no, no, no. We were at Walmart because I remember all of these things. And then we look it up and it's like, no, we bought that thing at Target. And I just conflated a few different things together into this very strong memory.
0: Yeah. Which is why they're, I think they're rethinking a lot of eyewitness testimony. is like very unreliable. Because, like, yeah, this person said, so I saw that person kill that other oh, person. Oh, hugely
1: and... unreliable. Like, they've been able to do studies where they take a person and they, like, talk to their family and find out a little bit of information about them. And something then happened when they were, like, six. And then they talked to the person about it and totally change it to, like, they got, you know, they went to the police. And it's like, you were wearing your favorite Purple jacket when the police picked you up for doing this thing with your friend Betty, and then the person's like, Oh, yeah, that's that's right, that happened. And it's like, No, 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 they just knew enough about you to create a memory, yeah, and and it works, and that's kind of scary, right? And so, yeah, like we have this thought of us being these like recording devices, and and all of this information creates us, and it's like, All of that, it's not all there, and some of it's wrong, and all of that, and so yeah, what makes you.
0: You and that makes it even crazier to think about. I am so attached to the continuity of my own memories when I can't even remember what happened ten years ago. Like, what is it I am attached to? Why do I have this ego? Why do I have this awareness of myself that's so important to me? Because then you can think about let's let's get back to aliens for a bit. Oh yeah, and we can talk about consciousness itself and what we kind of know now. And I I think there is still a lot of debate on what consciousness is, but. I think the more hardcore physicists are like consciousness is an emergent property of a physical chemical process. Mm-hmm. So if you were to say, okay, I've recreated your body and brain exactly as it is your experience of it would be like a star Trek transporter. Like I, I had no idea. I went to sleep, woke up and I would not be able to tell that I'm a copy. Mm-hmm. And I think most people intuitively grasp that. And so if consciousness is an emergent property of a bunch of neurons influencing each other, then any assemblage of matter that works that same way will also become self-aware, mm-hmm. including planets orbiting each other.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> right.
0: So, <laughs> is that blowing your mind a little? so if you imagine planets as atoms in a much larger universe and maybe this much larger universe is now it operates on the same principles right it operates on the same physics that the microscopic world might operate under or the world that's microscopic enough where we say this is how the brain works the neuron there's an electrical signal that causes another one nearby to fire imagine uh a star exploding, and that causes all these effects. Like, okay, a star explodes. Maybe that's an analog to an electrical signal in your brain. And the entire universe is one giant conscious brain.
1: That's so cool. And also, um, it makes me think of the so storybots. bots <laughs> <laughs> has a song where all of the planets sing and like they pass the microphone to each other and talk about like their properties and stuff. And so it's like, we are the planets of the solar system. And so now that's in my head.
0: Yeah. And we, we, <laughs> we don't know. So we might be living in a brain or we might be living in a universe that is conscious. And if you think, all right, consciousness is definitely an emergent property of a physical process, then Unless the universe is infinite, or even if it is, um, the entire thing must be conscious. It must be a single conscious being. And if you think about what that being is like, all right, that, that it must be really lonely to be the only conscious being in existence. What would you do?
1: create more consciousness right? <laughs> all right all right was that the right answer but
0: could you i mean like then you start thinking about well, okay well that sounds a lot like god yeah and that's a very spiritual kind of concept and i think that's fascinating like and why i could never say there's no such thing as god that people believe in i don't care what your religion is but if you deny the existence of god it's like, all right, that you're gonna need some proof there, buddy.
1: <laughs>
0: because what if the entire universe is one large conscious organism and we're just a small part of it? What does that you know, what does that thing care about us? Does that thing create? What would a universal consciousness do in the absence of anything else existing? Like, is it lonely? Does it understand what it is? What would you do if you just woke up one day and you existed?
1: That's such a weird idea. And and it's, it's very crazy to think about all these different possibilities and, and the way the world is because you get so stuck in our day to day, weird little things of like, okay, I need to make food. What food am I going to make? Did I make those phone calls that I need to make? And then now you're talking about the whole of the universe being a consciousness. and It's just, it's, it's a different way to look at your it, day. It really <laughs> is.
0: And like what actually matters. Like let's say n- nothing matters because as long as I'm okay with the idea of transporters, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be reincarnated essentially m- an infinite number of times. This will always exist. There will always be some place in some universe that even if there's no such thing as a multiverse, even if it's just one universe that's infinitely wide mm-hmm. or it goes on for an infinite number, oh, like infinitely long, Mm-hmm. This will all happen again, and that's just fascinating to think about, right?
1: It is. It's it's wild. Like I keep doing the little like head explosion. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think about that stuff as much as you do. Like I know you've you've spent time watching like the videos about physics and the universe and all of that, and that's I I I'm just kind of like bebopping along in my day,
0: <laughs> right? And like when you dive into the physics stuff. Now, there, I will say that there are some, like, physics lectures on YouTube that dive into relativity. And uh, special relativity is an interesting one because of the way that we perceive time and how our perceptions and intuitions about time in no way match the real world mm-hmm. in a very proven way. This is not even, like, special relativity is a like rock solid theory. This is how it works. This is how GPS works. If, if it di- wasn't this way, uh-huh. you wouldn't be able to have navigation in your car. But the implications of it are so profound and so profoundly unintuitive that even that theory, it's like, wow, I I, yeah. I, I can't understand that the faster I go, the um, the slower time would go. Like if I travel away from Earth and then come back, like it, the time will have elapsed faster on Earth than it would for me. So I could essentially, a time machine is totally possible. If you want to travel into the future, you can build a spaceship, go fast, (laughs) fast, turn around, come back. And five years will have elapsed when only in one year will have elapsed for you. Yeah. Not even theoretical. Not, this is not science fiction. This is fact. And that kind of thing is just like, wow, what, what don't we really intuitively grasp? That's true.
1: You were talking about how um, how we don't experience time the way time actually is, you know, and, and it made me think of like, you know, we said when you are put under anesthesia and you wake up and it doesn't feel like any time's elapsed. But also um, we listened to a podcast about ayahuasca recently, and it talked right. about how you can have this like full on real experience, basically, that is just like wild and and it feels so real and it feels like it takes forever and it's like 15 minutes
0: yeah and like i think you experience this even without any influence of psychedelics or anything if you're excited about something right and people say time flies when you're having fun or Mm -hmm. if you're bored to death
1: so slow (laughs) like
0: that like the last three minutes before christmas break in elementary school i've never seen the second hand move so slowly or backward and, and that's not even, it's like, this is taking so long. But if you've ever had a, a great day, it's like, wow, that day just flew by. Your perception of time is very subjective.
1: Yeah, I I don't know really what to say about that because it's just, it, it feels like time should move at a common pace, but we all know it doesn't. And yet still in our heads, it's like, but no, this is time. It's seconds and we all accept that and... And we live as if it is set and right. it's not.
0: <laughs> but so one of the interesting things about the TED talk about the guy talking about consciousness and is reality an illusion. And his idea is that evolution, we do things that are evolutionarily important yeah. to us. So important for our survival is number one. And we might not think that's true, but I think we're kind of biased to assign kind of um a meaning to something yeah when it's just how do i describe this um i remember as a kid thinking movies about war are so ridiculous because they usually show this highly improbable series of events then this person getting shot at so many times and the hero always survives yeah if a war movie were realistic it would last two minutes you know, like the Normandy invasion, if you want to go, like 80% of those movies should be the, uh, the carrier, like the, the troop carrier lands on the beach and someone, and the main character gets shot and the movies, then the credits roll. Yeah. If, if you want to have a realistic war movie.
1: Right. Like you show their background and you show them yep. like, I'll, I'll see you <laughs> yep. after, and we're going to get married and then just both done. <laughs> boom, done. Like, yeah.
0: And that would be a realistic war movie, except for the exceptional case where somebody has this, like is miraculously lucky and survives, and they don't they make the movie about that person, right? They don't make the movie yeah. about the person who gets shot in the head in the first two minutes of the invasion, and that it's still you could be completely accurate about everything that happened, and the movie would seem so unrealistic because it's so improbable. Yeah, But on a scale of, okay, we have 20,000 troops invading, somebody's going to get lucky. somebody got
1: that story, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that story will exist. So it's, again, the improbability kind of coming to light. Mm-hmm. It's But it's also a survivor bias. When I go see movies about war and they make it look a certain way, like, oh, I'm going to be the hero. Mm-hmm. And then your experience of being in the military war is much different. Um, but there's really no, objectively, that could be exactly what happened to that person. Yeah but we just select the stories we want to hear. And I think evolution's the same way. There's no goal for evolution. But you think about how improbable it is that we're even here talking about this.
1: Right.
0: It's in- insanely improbable. Right. Right. So like of the millions of sperm that <laughs> that could have fertilized the egg In my mother, like I was the fastest swimmer, right? (laughs) And so were you. (laughs) (laughs) And so is everyone who is listening to this. You are one in a million, and that's incredible to think about. But we we just accept that as like, oh, okay. But yeah, of course, because if if I weren't, I wouldn't be here. Same thing with evolution. It's so improbable that this would happen, but of course it has to happen for us to be here. Even talking about it, right? So you kind of wrap your head in knots thinking about like okay why mm-hmm. but the answer might be just there is no why it's just this is how it is
1: it's just how it went. yeah
0: so yeah back to aliens <laughs> could they have come and seen all this and said no not worth the trouble sure but could there be conscious beings right here right now that are alien to us and that are not in our experience maybe something that's outside of evolution yeah. Because I think we have an evolutionary bias. If planets are part of a universal consciousness, so could rocks be, if rocks move in a very specific way and affect each other.
1: Right. And, and um, well, so, yeah, we watch, you know, Doctor Who and, and Star Trek and all of those things. And when there's aliens in those, almost every time, they're essentially a person- that just looks a little weird, right. like it's. But they've got eyes, and they've got fingers, and they've got like a, a stand uppy body. Like mm-hmm. and that's what we think of as like a consciousness. But it's like no, it could be a flash of light or nothing that we can even see or tell because it's just atoms sitting around, like connecting to each other in a way that we don't understand and we don't experience or can even touch. Uh, not touch is not the right word, but
0: but yeah, just. Kind of interact with, yeah, and that's kind of another physical like uh, physicists deal with this problem is how do you measure something without interacting with it in some way, right? And changing the outcome. And when you get down to the quantum level, it's like okay, how do I how do I know something is there? Yeah, and you can't know something is there without shining a light on it. And yeah. the light we're trying to measure the light we're trying to measure things that are a wave like light, and it's like wow that how you can't possibly measure something accurately using those tools.
1: Right. Yeah, and and the thought of like, you know, there's so many things like we can't see certain lights on the spectrum and we can't hear certain sounds on the spectrum like the loudest bat sound or something is like as loud as a jet engine, but we just can't hear it. It's it's right. just outside of our hearing range. And so it's like how many things are outside of our ranges of of sight, sound, capability, understanding that are just like here. And we don't know.
0: And we are products of billions of years of this evolution. And so it might seem like it's a very meaningful, like, of course we can't hear that because if we did, we'd be deafened by bats. (laughs) (laughs) But the beings that are deafened by bats and can't live with that are not, just won't exist because they won't survive very long. And it's, it feels very meaningful, but it's really just random chance and i think that's another bias we have we want to try to ascribe meaning to all of these things and like um to know that the largest organism on earth is a fungus in oregon
1: right, right? it's, it's just, a mushroom yeah
0: <laughs> and it's you know it's all connected it's all interconnected i think physically interconnected underneath the ground for i think hundreds of square miles or something, something like
1: crazy, that something crazy yeah and it all works together like a like a uh, uh brain in a lot of ways like yeah. the, the connections and the synapses and stuff and so it's like who are we, to say, <laughs> that it's are we not... to say
0: that's not conscious but it might be conscious on a level that we are where it's like uh, there are things in your body that are autonomous right do you, there's b- bacteria inside you there are all these functions going on but yeah and there are bacteria and viruses and all, and all these things that are necessary for your survival acting right. autonomously inside you your gut, for yeah. example. And do you notice or care about those things being conscious or, or being autonomous things? And you absolutely do not in the same way that a hundred square mile fungus wouldn't care or notice on a conscious level, a human walking around the forest. Right. And so, yeah. What is an alien then? <laughs> is an alien something like that? Is an alien, we 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 might be living inside an alien. An alien consciousness. Who knows? So, uh, hope that answers the question about <laughs> I
1: feel like we <laughs> answered something.
0: Well, now you know some of my thoughts on the universe. Maybe it's conscious. Maybe it's a simulation. Maybe it's some guy running it in the basement.
1: I, I always find it so fascinating to hear you your thoughts on that kind of stuff because, yeah, I'm I'm usually being like what should I make for dinner? And now I'll be like, what should I make for dinner? And is the universe conscious?
0: <laughs> that's it's great. I mean, it's it, combo. yeah, I mean, you might as well think about something while you're, you know, peeling potatoes.
1: Yeah. All right. So I think that this is probably a good place for us to stop for today.
0: Yeah. We're going to follow up this episode with another one on ego death, because right. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Great. To all you fellow NPCs out there, whether you have free will or not, we hope you have a wonderful week.